breast cancer is the most commonly diagnosed cancer in women and the second leading cause of cancer death in American women. Breast cancer screening guidelines are varied and have different recommendations from different organizations like the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, the American Cancer Association, the Susan G. Komen Association, and even the U.S. Preventative Service Task Force. The American Society of Breast Surgeons recently released their recommendations in May of 2019, and they are extremely comprehensive and go much more in-depth than the ACOG recommendations. It is proven that regular screening mammography starting at age 40 reduces breast cancer mortality in average-risk women. ACOG states that women of average risk should be offered screening mammography starting at age 40. If they have not had initiation of screening by their 40s, then they should begin no later than age 50. ACOG also states that women at average risk of breast cancer should continue screening mammography until at least 75 years of age. In this session, we will cover in-depth the new American Society of Breast Surgeons recommendations for breast cancer screening and review the four categories of risk based upon their society's results. There is the average risk, high risk, women with a prior history of breast cancer diagnosed greater than age 50 or in women with non-dense breasts, and the last is the group of women who've had breast cancer diagnosed at less than age 50 or who have dense breasts. We've got lots to cover, so let's get into the American Society of Breast Surgeons' new breast cancer screening recommendations. Controversy surrounding screening mammography guidelines has resulted in conflicting physician recommendations and uncertainty for women. For example, the U.S. Preventive Service Task Force recently recommended that women at average risk of breast cancer begin screening mammography at age 50, then have it every two years through age 74. Obviously, not all professional societies agree with that recommendation. The recommendation became further complicated when considerations took place for women at higher risk of breast cancer. The goal of the current American Society of Breast Surgeon position statement was to summarize data and make clear recommendations being conservative regarding breast cancer screening for both women at average risk and those deemed at higher risk for breast cancer. All right, before we get into the specific points of the screening recommendations, a quick word about screening of women and risk stratification and patient identification. In other words, according to the American Society of Breast Surgeons, women should be initially characterized or placed into risk groups as early as possible starting at age 25 and preferably no later than 30. According to the American Society of Breast Surgeons, initial risk stratification should begin at the first visit at age 25. This includes an assessment of family history of malignancies. The woman should be determined if she had a prior history of atypical hyperplasia or LCIS. Remember, that's lobular carcinoma in situ. It should also be determined if the woman has a prior history of chest or mantle radiation therapy between the ages of 10 to 30 years of age. 
Now, if the risk assessment just described finds that she is at significantly higher risk, that includes a hereditary susceptibility related to a pathogenic mutation or prior atypia or LCIS, or this can also include a history of mantle radiation between the ages of 10 and 30, then the woman is considered to be at higher risk of breast cancer development and she should follow higher risk screening. So once again, that's a clinical pearl. According to this society, it's important to look at patients' personal characteristics, including family history, and place them into risk stratification categories as average or higher risk as early as possible, but ideally beginning at age 25. Now, if the patient presents at age 30 or older, it's also important to still do that same initial risk assessment. But additionally, a patient should have a breast cancer risk estimate calculated. To estimate the breast cancer risk, it's recommended to use the Tyracusic model or a comparable validated model that includes similar factors. These factors include family and personal history, including breast density and any biopsy results. Now remember that some models have not been validated in minority populations, so that's important to check. So once again, if the patient first presents at age 30 or more, in addition to the regular family history and regular screening, it's important to estimate breast cancer risk using a validated model like the Tyra-Cusick model. All right, now I think it's important to stop here for just a minute and review and further describe who these women that are called higher than risk actually are, according to the National Comprehensive Cancer Network and the Society of Breast Surgeons. Women fall into the higher than average risk for the three following groups. First, they can have a BRCA gene mutation or other germline mutation known to predispose to a high risk of breast cancer. But this can also include women with a very strong family history, but who have not yet undergone genetic testing. The second category are women who have a history of chest irradiation between the ages of 10 and 30. Lastly, there's a woman who've had an estimated lifetime risk of breast cancer of 20% or more based on validated risk assessment models like the CLOS, BRCA Pro, or the Tyracusic model that we've just discussed. Any of these groups of women are called higher than average risk and should have annual 3D screening mammography as well as supplemental imaging like MRI, which we'll discuss a little bit more when we get into the specific guidelines. Look, before we get into the specific guidelines in a nutshell, I want to go over one final thing. We have to discuss supplemental screening modalities because those are obviously part of the screening guidelines. I want to cover four main areas here specifically called out by the American Society of Breast Surgeons. The first is contrast enhanced breast MRI. The second is breast ultrasound. The third is molecular breast imaging, but there's currently no large trials to validate this test. And the last is contrast-enhanced mammography, or CEM. Let's take a look at contrast-enhanced breast MRI first. Contrast-enhanced breast MRI is more sensitive than either mammography or ultrasound in high-risk populations. For BRCA and other germline mutation carriers, MRI is recommended as the supplemental screening modality starting at age 25. 
Mammography then begins at age 30, and when that's done, it should be 3D mammography. Now, for women with a history of chest or mantle radiation therapy, under age 30, the incremental cancer detection rate with the addition of MRI is about 4%. Breast cancer increases substantially about 8 years after the completion of radiation therapy. So, MRI surveillance should begin at that time, but not before age 25. Now, if MRI is contraindicated or the woman declines, other enhanced screening modalities are available to consider. And let's talk about those next. Next is ultrasound. Multiple studies confirm the incremental cancer detection capabilities of whole breast ultrasound. However, this supplemental detection is counterbalanced by the increase in false positive findings and lower positive predictive values compared to mammography or MRI. Now, as supplemental ultrasound screening evolves and automated technologies improve, some of these drawbacks may diminish. Next is Molecular Breast Imaging, or MBI. There are currently no large trials to validate the efficiency of MBI for screening. However, several studies have demonstrated significant incremental cancer detection rates when used as a supplement to mammography. An advantage of MBI is that breast density is not a confounder for sensitivity and specificity. However, one has to consider the whole body radiation exposure when compared to breast-only radiation with mammography. So at this time, further advances in detector technology to allow lower dosing are underway and prospective trials are needed to recommend molecular breast imaging as a routine screening tool. Lastly, we have contrast-enhanced mammography, or CEM. CEM is an emerging breast imaging technique that uses contrast-enhanced recombined images for evaluation of neovascularity similar to MRI. However, as technology with this modality improves, implementation of CEM as a supplemental imaging modality may increase, but as of right now, there's no yet commercially available systems to help patients in their algorithm. So, we're left with routine screening 3D mammography or contrast-enhanced MRI and ultrasound as the most likely to be used for breast cancer screening. All right, let's end the podcast by summarizing the recommendations for breast cancer screening according to the American Society of Breast Surgeons. For women with average risk of breast cancer, annual mammography, which is 3D mammography, is recommended starting at age 40. Now, for women at average risk who have an increased breast density, then annual mammography, again, 3D mammography, beginning at age 40 still stands, but consideration should be given to adding supplemental imaging like we've already discussed. Next, for women with a higher than average risk of breast cancer, specifically women that have a hereditary susceptibility gene or who have prior chest wall radiation between the ages of 10 to 30 years of age, annual MRI starting at age 25 is recommended. 
Then, beginning at age 30, annual 3D screening mammography is recommended for women who are still considered higher risk because of a predicted lifetime risk greater than 20% based on prediction modeling or for those who have a strong family history but have not yet had genetic testing, annual mammography, again, that's 3D mammography, and access to supplemental imaging like MRI starting at age 35 is recommended. So let's say that again. Both of these categories are women that have higher than average risk, but for those who have prior chest wall radiation or are known to have a high-risk susceptibility gene, then annual MRI should begin at 25, then have regular 3D screening mammography at age 30. But for those women that have a predicted lifetime risk greater than 20% or a strong family history without testing, then annual 3D mammography with the addition of MRI, if preferred, should begin not at 25, but at 35. The next category is for women with prior history of breast cancer at age greater than 50 with non-dense breasts. The society recommends annual 3D mammography. Lastly, for women with prior history of breast cancer at age less than 50 or with dense breast, annual 3D mammography and access to annual supplemental imaging like MRI when recommended by their physicians is the screening recommendation. All right, guys, you can find a table summarizing these recommendations on our Facebook page, or you can find the recommendation online simply by searching for the American Society of Breast Surgeons Breast Cancer Screening Table. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Clinical Pearls. Mm-hmm.